and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 20. My name is Jose Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? Thank you for being here with us. We made it to 20 episodes, Obed. We did it. We're almost almost at uh, at the six-month mark, so we, I'm, I'm pretty hyped. I know. I love that we've been consistent in this to the best of our ability, and we thank you all for staying with us on this uh, fun journey of... I was just talking about things that we love here on the show, and uh, you know we look forward to getting to that hundred mark. But you know we we keep trying to be consistent as we can. Obviously, the only time I know that we took off was for uh, a hurricane. But aside from that, man, we're just we're going strong. We are, we are, um, and we're, we're hoping to keep this going. I know that the next couple of weeks are going to get really, really busy for us, but uh, but we're gonna we're gonna keep trying to put out content, and uh, if if there's any changes. Uh, guys, we'll let you know for sure. Also, guys, I want to apologize real quick for last week's episode. Unfortunately, um, we had some audio sync issues, and I tried to clean it up as much as I could. But at the at the end of the day, I could only do so much. So uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties. And unfortunately, this is something that I don't notice until uh, until I'm actually looking at the spectrum and 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 doing the editing. So sorry about that, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely apologize for that. But we're we're learning, we're getting better. Yeah, we're getting there, we're getting there. So, Joel, what's up, man? What you been up to? Uh, not too much. Um, I, you know, just been trying to take care of a lot of stuff. Still planning a lot of things for my trip to New York. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be great because I'm gonna be visiting family that I really need to see. Um, first and, and foremost, just uh. You know, last year, uh, close to this time, there was a, a fortunate passing in the family, so it's going to be good to, to see them again. Um, you know, that, that that's that's a priority. But then also, um, you know, also have me able to, to get some downtime and enjoy, of course, what I've been talking about for a while here, New York Comic Con, NYCC. So there's a lot of, a lot of planning involved in this. They just updated the NYCC app, so I've, I've loaded on my, my show on there and putting all my reminders in and uh, it's you know it's the same company that hosts um, Star Wars Celebration, uh, Readbop, uh, but they the way they're doing it, it seems like for um, New York Comic Con is it seems like it's a little bit more uh, intuitive and I'm not saying that Star Wars Celebration was bad by any means but I just mean it more in the sense of like uh, the crowd control because obviously you're you're in New York there's just a lot of people all around so I'm seeing some stuff almost like a fast pass style thing kiosk or something and uh, obviously the wristband thing is something that's always going to happen but it seems like they're going to do a much better job of setting people's expectations of like okay we're full we're not full do you even have a chance is it worth you waiting in line you know for, for panels and artists and different things so I'm glad to see that um, with that being said though uh, you know what I did do uh, recently and, and I got to enjoy was I went out and saw Kingsman 2 the Golden Circle cool how was it, man? I know those those trailers were really hype, uh, and and the cast. It's if if it was as well written as the first one, I can just imagine how it was. But how was it, man? Okay, so I really liked this movie. I really found it a lot of fun. I think the very first scene in the movie, without giving anything away, just straight off the bat, I think the first scene is probably the best action sequence in the entire film. Oh, wow. uh, and I don't mean that like in a bad way, knocking any of the other action that happened. Because I had heard some different things. People said, oh, there's not that much action in this movie, that the trailers hype it up more. No, to me, there's plenty. Um, that, that wasn't a problem at, at all with the film. Um, it just, for me, is weird. It, it wasn't as magical. It wasn't as captivating as the first one, which I absolutely love the first one. Um, but I, I found it to be fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed you know, some of the, the character developments. Um, obviously, you know, without spoiling, you know, if you've seen the trailer, you know that Harry is back. Um, the way they deal with it, uh, at first I wasn't too comfortable with, um, but it, it, as you go through the film, you see what they're trying to do, and I love Harry's character, um, sometimes even more than Eggsy, and that's something, a knock on Eggsy, just the, the, the acting, um, they're just so good for for Harry, um, but yeah, I found it to be really good, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Channing Tatum, uh, he he does a good job in it, but he does a good job for what he's in in the movie. So he's not in the movie that much. He's maybe in the movie for um, ten minutes. I'm I'm not even trying to be funny. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not his movie, so right. And and, and that's see. a yeah. I mean, he shouldn't take away from from any of the other actors because he is a big star, and um, and and it's a, a different kind of fit to the whole Kingsman Statesman, you know, thing that they put them together. Um, it did have a little bit of Transformers e stuff with the uh, the villain, without going into that too much as well. Um, I mean, in the sense of you know, there's no secret that there's not the the main henchman you know character that was in the uh, first movie, the the girl that had like the sword legs, right? Uh, and this one, it's just these two robot dogs. Um, so it's cool. The dogs look good. The graphics are great. Um, but it's a little, it's a little, uh, little transformers in some things that they do. Yeah, it sounds like a little over the top, but uh, maybe fun nonetheless. So I'll, I guess I'll wait and see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I, I enjoyed what I, what I got from it. But uh, you know, I think the only thing I'll say is I'm not someone who's actually read too much of the Kingsman material. But after watching this, it got me interested to uh, read more, and maybe there will be a, a third one. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Kingsman like like Kick Ass was really obscure, and Matthew Vaughn did a great job of, of bringing these properties to light. Because um, I didn't even know that Kick Ass was a thing until I watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh wait, this actually comes from a from a comic book." So that made sense after watching the movie. So, um, but I think he's doing a phenomenal job, and if he actually lands that Superman movie, man, that'd be that'd be great. We'll see. I get a feeling it's going to be either he's going to do either Kingsman 3 or he's going to go to Warner's and do Man of Steel 2. So we'll see. I- I'm all rooting for it. Either one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I know you had a busy uh, weekend, uh, Obed. You did some really cool stuff that I, if you followed on Twitter, you saw Obed's post. I was so, so hyped. Yeah, yeah, I did. A, I did. A, it was a very packed weekend, and I'll go over some of that stuff in a second, but. Uh, real quick, I, I did get to watch Wonder Woman, finally, um, and I thought it was great. I, I really liked it. Um, there was a couple of, it wasn't, it's not Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh, if I, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies ever. It's so good. Um, but it, it was good. It was, it was well-paced. Um, everyone was likable. It was well-written. It was well-directed. Um, it has a really cool shot that I really like, Joel. Not to spoil it that much, but um, there's a scene right uh, towards the beginning of the third act in the movie uh, when uh, she's riding a horse and the camera is sideways. Oh, yeah. I love that shot. That shot was so gorgeous. It was uh, great. So good. Um, everyone was good. I, I mean, the acting was good. Um, it's funny because I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like Wonder Woman versus William Stryker <laughs> from uh, uh, from Wolverine uh, from X Men Origins. Yeah. Um, but it, it has the it has the the problem that I that I I found I find this a problem. You know. It's not necessarily a problem, but it's a trope that I that I really dislike in movies. Um, and I know that the first Captain America movie did it, but then after that, um, Marvel movies have been a lot more consistent with uh, with this type of thing. It, it's the language, like like you get you know people from a different country that speak a different language and they speak in English with an accent. And that's that. That's a. It's you know. It's a movie trope, and it's. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I think that's the only negative things that that I really have to say about the movie. Everything else was great. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it, though. I mean, I I found it to be really. I don't know about you, but maybe the, probably the most solid film in the DCEU. Oh, for sure. I by, by a mile. Oh yeah. Yeah, by a mile. Um. So we're hoping that. This carries over into JL and and whatever comes in the future for DC. Uh, again, watched it in 4K. It looks looks real nice. Um, they Warner definitely got got their 4K down versus Disney. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see how Homecoming comes out, but uh, at least the transfer was really clean, really good. So it looked really, really, really nice. Sharp, um, nice. really bright colors when they're in Themyscira and, and all that. So I really like that. Um, 
and uh, that's that's what I got movie wise. I didn't get to do anything else um, with that, but uh, like I mentioned last week, I got to go to see Otaku 2017, and that was a lot of fun, man. I um, yeah yeah I for sure. So uh, I got there pretty early on Saturday morning. I got there around 8:30 ish. Um, they weren't even open yet, so I was like the first spectator to go in uh, to the show. Uh, and I was there until around 4.30-ish, maybe 5. Um, nah, yeah, around 4.30. And uh, it was really good, man. It was packed. Like, it got to the point, like, around noon where it got really packed. And then uh, around 1, looks like everyone got hungry and went out to eat and then came back. Um, <laughs> but it was it was throughout the afternoon and, you know, throughout mid-morning and afternoon, it was really, really busy. Um, I heard that it was a total of 1,000 people at the event um and this is a community event this is not even a major tournament right um, so the event is growing substantial substantially um and uh, i'm really happy about that uh everyone was really nice everyone was really well behaved um the you know the competitiveness of uh you know all the all the players and uh i got really happy because i got to see a couple of the guys that i see on stream you know i got to see um sonic fox from uh, from Team Echo Fox, uh, and he's one of my favorites. Uh, you know this guy, and, and he he plays a lot of different games. He actually won the Injustice Injustice Two tournament that was on ESPN last week. Wow! Uh, so he was there, and he won the Marvel tournament. Um, and this guy is like a you know multi talented uh, gamer, if you want to call it. Uh, where he plays different games and he does really well on all of them. So, um, so it was really exciting to watch him uh, and and some of the other guys that uh, that were there. Uh, Lord Knight was there. Uh, he's, he was also he won uh, Persona Four Arena Evo, I believe, two years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, some of these guys were out there. I got to see, you know. Um, the whole setups that they have and how they manage the tournament and uh, and and the type of effort that uh, an event like this takes uh, and it was it was phenomenal, Joel. It was it was a lot of fun. By the time I was there, I mostly spend my time like I spend part of the morning uh, just roaming around the uh, the Guilty Gear Xard pools, and once the Marvel stream kicked in. Uh, I started hanging out by the Marvel stream. Then they had technical difficulties, <laughs> and then I went back to the um, uh, to the big uh, Guilty Gear screen, and and that's how I spent the rest of the day. So it was between Marvel and Guilty Gear, basically. Nice. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was really good. Awesome, man. I'm so happy that you got to go to that. Um, I, I you know we we've talked about it for a while, so I'm so glad you made it out there and. And really got to enjoy it. And I think what's really cool is how you mentioned uh, it's a community event. This isn't like a tournament necessarily. Um, so it's cool to see the, the support in the community. And that's why I think it's it's so important that people understand. Like if you give the right platform or the people who are creating, you know, the guys that are, that are creating this platform for the community to come around and promoting it. Anyone who's hosting these types of esports uh, community environments it's just brilliant. Um, there's a lot of great things that you can do, and you can bring a lot of people who people don't think about that exist out there in these communities as much, uh, you know. But they're out there, and especially in, in Florida. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's growing, and I'm sure it's going to grow even more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I got to see uh, I got to see Jabali. Um, he's the guy that does the. Uh, he's basically the tournament organizer. He was running around all over the place. Uh, you can tell that the guy is very passionate. Uh, about this and um, you know props to him and and his team because because uh, the event was phenomenal I had a lot of fun uh, they had some artists uh, kiosks there and they had you know t-shirts and all that so it, it was cool it was cool they had a uh, the people from Astro Gaming was there uh, and uh, they were showing their new uh, they, they Astro came out with a new headset Joel it's a $60 headset it's wired um, but it uses the same speakers as like the $300 Astro headsets. Uh, so it looks like they're going to be very popular. It's, it's wired. So it's something that I might not be looking into, but, um, but if you, if you don't mind wired headsets, 
they're the Astro A10s, and they look pretty good. Um, man, and after after that, Joel, after being at CEO, I got super hyped. And the first thing I did when I got home is actually buy the update for for Guilty Gear because he was on sale la- for the flash sale last week on PSN. True. Uh, so I grabbed it for ten dollars. So I I bought that, and then on Sunday I got to play a whole bunch of Marvel. Nice. And, Tell me all about that. And, and man, I think I think I'm back. So Saturday night I grabbed my my fight stick. I was like, man, I haven't touched this thing in like a year, and. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. So it was like, you know what? Let's go back to basics. No frills. So I opened it up and made some adjustments because I had made some adjustments before, uh, but never got to use it again uh, after I did some changes to it. So I went back and, and just did some changes uh, and and played Marvel on Sunday. That game. All right. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be brutally honest with you about about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Chill. Bring it. And, and then everyone that's listening. So, uh, Joe, picture picture a Christmas gift that you that you really wanted, right? I don't know. Let's 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 make this hypothetical. Um, you you get a Christmas gift, right? Okay. And they, they give it to you, and it's wrapped in newspaper. I was like, all right, that's. That doesn't look that appealing. I mean, it's wrapped in newspapers instead of being wrapped in, you know, gift wrapping. Gift wrapped, yeah. So, all right, well, that's fine. So you go ahead and open the newspaper, and then there's a there's a a a box of uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a box of Pepsi or something, and and there's no Pepsi in there. It's like okay, well, it's like this is a Pepsi box. What am I gonna do with this box? But then you open the Pepsi box and you get a an atomic purple GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's so it's kind of like that. It's, it's it's changing expectations. It's really ugly on the outside because you see this game and 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 again being at CEO and just not not even being at CEO, just me being here in my living room. Um, this game this game is built on Unreal Engine four. Guilty Gear is also built on Unreal Engine 4, and I mean, the 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 difference in graphical quality and art design is uh, it's outstanding. I mean, it's just like how how is this even the same engine? Wow, it's a vast difference. It's it's ridiculous because Guilty Gear looks so good, so sharp, and it moves so good, and Marvel looks so. It looks. People are saying it looks like a PS2 game. No, it doesn't. But it's just the the, it's the problem. Good. The problem is not the graphics. The problem is the art direction. Interesting. That's that's what the issue is with with the entire game. Uh, the game r- runs really really well, and I'll go that into this into that in a second. But it, it's unfortunate that this game has this type of presentation. Uh, it's. I mean, we gotta say it, and there's no way. There's no other way to to cover that. That being said, Joel, this is my favorite Marvel versus Capcom game so far. <laughs> it's it's stupid good. Uh, it's easy to learn. Uh, it's it's one of those things that it's easy to learn, easy to learn how to master. Um, because it's it's the mechanics on, on this games are on, on this game specifically are so deep. Uh, that it's gonna take you a while to figure everything out, um, but this game's really good, man. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it, I'm playing. I'm almost done with the story mode, uh, and I heard it was like, "Oh, story mode's really bad." Uh, you've heard it all over the reviews. It's bad. It's super cheesy. I don't care. It's there, and I'm playing it, and I'm. I gotta, you know, I gotta chuckle or two out of it. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, so it doesn't really bother me. Um, the only the only other downside to the game, Joel, is the roster. That the way they're putting the roster in and the DLC characters that are coming in, which are all new characters, and that's great. Uh, but those characters should have been on the main roster, and then characters coming back should have been the DLC characters. So I mean, I, I don't know why Capcom took that decision, made that decision, uh, or at least half and half. Um, but that is kind of disappointing that a lot of people are not getting to experience the full roster. 
of this game because of DLC. Um, but it's phenomenal. It plays really well. It once once you're playing, once you're you know in the game and you're playing, you don't care about the graphics because everything's so fast and so bright that you don't even notice how ugly the character models are. Wow, it's it's crazy. Um, it it moves really well. Uh, most of the characters that I played with are really good. Um, some of the high level play on it that I saw at CEO was really good. And a lot of people are are sticking with the with the new characters. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of Gamoras, a lot of Ultrons, and a lot of Captain Marvels uh, that they were playing at at, C- at CEO. And um, I enjoy it. It's good. Um, I think this is gonna be my comeback into fighting games because I got that, and then I got the um, uh, the Guilty Gear. Um, DLC, so so we'll see. I, I'm I'm feeling pretty positive, and pretty excited, and just having you know a, a pretty much a whole morning that I can play on my fight stick and and have fun. It was it was great. I think it's a great game. Wonderful, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that honest review because you know the way you started there, it said maybe you still will like it even though it's you know not a not a good looking game and. It shows you it is possible that even even with the worst of graphics, you can still make a good games and and uh, you know hopefully uh, they learn from this going forward. So, yeah, the uh, same. You know. it, it's it's kind of like the same thing happened to King of Fighters 14 because the sure. graphics of that on that game that looked like a PS2 game when it came out. Um, and um, but the gameplay and the you know just the the movement of the game and the gameplay was top notch. Um, and they actually patched the graphics after that, after a while. Uh, I think after like six months after the game came out, they actually released a, a, a graphics patch um, that they fixed the lighting and they fixed some of the character models. So maybe maybe Capcom can do something like this. Um, but that's what's really weird, Joel, is like how did Marvel approve these character models? I know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's not like them. No, it's not. No, because usually their quality control is really... You know, really high. Um, oh yeah, and and you can you can tell that it's and it's really hit and miss. And you can tell that they they did change you know Chun Li's face. They did change Dante's face because Dante's face on the story mode versus in game looks different. So they they did they are fixing stuff. It's just that it's probably gonna it's not a priority, I guess. Um, but hopefully they'll keep uh, fixing it. I'm I'm hoping yeah. um, because I, I'm I'm probably gonna play it for a while. Um, and uh, and I'm excited about it. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, I know that today uh, a a few things happened, Joe. Um, what's up with our 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 favorite symbiote Venom? <laughs> yeah, I found out today that they just casted Michelle Williams. She's joining the Venom movie. Um, I shouldn't say necessarily casted. She's in talks, but it sounds like it's very serious talks. Most most reports are saying that it's basically a done deal as of today. Um, usually by the time this stuff leaks out to the press, this this might have already been signed a week or two ago. Um, but yeah, so she's she's joined the movie. There's been some rumors I, I heard on some other people, Riz Ahmed or some other people joining this movie. I'm not entirely sure, but I know this is the the main uh, headliner coming out right now. Michelle Williams joining Venom. Uh, still the same timeline for the movie. Uh, still, uh, you know, holding true the thing that Amy Pascal is saying that this is its own movie. Um, it's not in the Marvel universe, but it could be. It's very confusing to understand that. Uh, you know, we've talked about that even before on the, on the show. You know, you you guys know my feelings, and it hasn't changed since. Uh, this, if you're gonna have a Venom movie be successful, it should be connected. It doesn't have to be, um, doesn't have to be connected to the larger MCU, but it needs to have Spider-Man exist in its world. You can't do Venom without Spider-Man. Exactly. If, even if it's like a picture on a newspaper or something. Absolutely. It's, he doesn't have to take over the movie, but he needs to exist. Yeah, he doesn't even need to be in the movie. It's like it'd be like like Eddie Brock grabs a news of uh, you know they, a copy of the Daily, Daily Bugle and and there's a picture of Spider Man and that's it. That's all we need. The winner ain't good else. enough for me. Yeah, that, that that for me too, man. Yeah, no, that makes sense, and and that's that's the the thing that we'll have to wait out and see. Um, you know, with this Venom. Uh, casting of Michelle Williams there's a rumor going around that she'll be playing potentially She-Venom 
And I think that's a really cool character to put in if you're creating a Venom universe. I don't know if she should transform into She-Venom in the first movie, though. Because that's a lot to throw at people. Like, okay, this is Venom on his own, and then now you got this other lady. is another Venom character. And, you know, they should focus on Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. Uh, you know, Michelle Williams is, as the character that they're going to choose for her to be playing as individuals and talk about the symbiote being in a, a character itself like venom should be a character itself not eddie brock as venom but just venom itself and then how brock and and the, the symbiote come together um that's my real real hope and desire that they go from a story-wise perspective but yeah interesting news there man with with that casting yeah i, I agree they should they should play it they, they shouldn't go overboard with the villains or more characters, uh, they should build up this universe and then go from there. Um, they shouldn't. They shouldn't choke it on the on the first one on the, the you know on the first try. So uh, I'm excited. Michelle Williams is a phenomenal actress, and you know she won Academy Awards and uh, and she's great on pretty much everything she's done. Uh, the rumors of Riz Ahmed actually got me kind of excited because he's like the. He seems like like a nice guy, and then have have him play Carnage, uh, or you know uh, Cletus Cassidy. Uh, that would be pretty. That would be pretty crazy too. Oh yeah, you put Riz Ahmed in in a lot of things, and he's phenomenal. He's he's a rising star right now. He's I think winning so, yeah. Emmys and all, and all. He's you know he's probably gonna end up eventually you know maybe being an Oscar consideration more and all this. He's he's a, he's a star so. Uh, you put him in, in this movie, you got Michelle Williams, Tom Hardy, and Riz Ahmed. That's an amazing lineup. It almost makes me think of, you know, with, without trying to compare, it almost makes me think of how we've talked about the DC doing a standalone Joker movie and how you could have Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, well, we don't want this separate universe thing necessarily, but if you're putting that kind of talent behind it, you have to pay attention and, and uh, you know, give it a chance. Yep, for sure. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward for Benham. I'll I'll definitely give give that a, a try when I uh, whenever it comes out, and hopefully Amy Pascal just not touch it as much as she thinks she can. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to keep my hopes up on that. I, I know. Um, just uh, just moving right along, Joel. Did you get to watch the uh, that new uh, Star Wars Battlefront trailer that came out? Absolutely, it was everywhere. Man, oh, that was phenomenal! That thing is sick. Oh, <laughs> so good! It looks so good, man. It looks the it's it's it, it's day and night compared to the first one in in terms of content. Um, I agree. It's phenomenal. Like it has like three times as more maps and twice the heroes and. It was like four times more uh, uh, vehicles. vehicles. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the, the graphics, the sound design, uh, all the options. And now we're gonna have class-based combat, not not only on on the ground, but also on space battles. I am really excited. Putting about this, this trailer show. out there and putting it viral all around, you know, whether it's an Instagram ad, YouTube ad, whatever, like it, this is the trailer that needs to go everywhere because I've talked to so many people who who tell me like I really didn't like Star Wars Battlefront One or I didn't get it because of X, Y, and Z, or, you know, word of mouth or something. And you and I, you know, we're on record for saying that we liked the first one. We understand, you know, it needed a campaign and the DLC was ridiculous and and all that those other arguments, but like. This one trailer is the one thing you just say, like, okay, you have all these complaints about the first game. Watch this. Yeah, man, John Boyega was great. He was hyping, hyping all the new features and uh, and the the campaign. The campaign looks phenomenal. I think this game, man, this game has so much potential, and I'm hoping it does well uh, critically and and financially because I really want to see this type of game come out of out of EA more often. I know Battlefront is back, and I'm so happy to see the success of the marketing of it. Uh, I know the the hype uh, around just around social media, the things that I keep reading. Um, if it can all deliver now at launch, and and I think reviews will be great. I know we'll be playing it together, and I, I'm just really rooting for this one. 
Yeah, yeah, it lo- it looks it looks really good, and, and the, the the improvements that they've done with the graphics, especially with the uh, uh, with the space battles, it's very very impressive. They're really pushing some really impressive uh, impressive tech uh, when when it comes to this yeah. game. Yeah, did you saw the the cloaking or in the in the trailer there? Yeah, like the uh, like the uh, Phantom uh, Tie Fighters or the, right. the Shadow Tie Fighters. Yeah, yeah, they had those. That's a uh, that's. The callback to um, uh, to one of those older games that came out on PC, uh, they got ported to like Sega CD and, and all the CD-ROM based systems. But uh, it was like the Rebel Assault 2. Um, that was like an FMV game, uh, and, and it featured some something like this. It was like the like the Phantom Fighters or something like that, and and they got to to cloak. So that that was pretty neat, man. That's, yeah, it looks it looks so cool, uh, and even you know pulling in like Poe Dameron's uh, X-wing and and of course the Millennium Falcon and those iconic uh, chips, man, man, I'm so excited for this thing. I this know thing looks, it looks so good. I can't wait. Can't wait, man. Cannot wait. Yeah, and uh, Joe, um, remember we we talked about a little bit about the. Um, uh, some rumors that were coming out around E3 for PS5 since the Xbox One X uh, was going to get fully, you know, unveiled at E3. Where there was speculation that Sony uh, was going to release a PS5 much earlier than than everyone thought. Well, our buddy Michael Pactor, um, for for those that you know, Michael that you don't know, Michael Pactor is an industry analyst. Um, and uh, he does forecasting to some uh, financial firms on uh, on on the video game industry. Uh, so Joe, he's predicting that uh, PS5 is gonna come in in or around 2020. Uh, what do you think? Too late? Too early? Oh man, I, I actually think it's right on schedule. Uh, that means you know you you text you texted me about this and we talked about this a little bit where it, 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 I agree it means that PS4 Pro is doing better than people realize and that Sony can back up this hardware uh, and that gamers are are coming behind it and the general consumer is coming behind it and the hardware to me is is great the only thing that I had issue with was it not having the UHD player uh, native but. You know, it, it, it just shows there's not a need for them to just rush and give us something new. I think that whenever Sony pushes the timeline, it's for the better. And let's face it, their consoles have been created to last longer than most others. You know, the, the longevity of PS1, the longevity of PS2, the longevity of PS3. Now we're seeing the longevity of PS4. I, 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 I respect this prediction, and I actually hope it, it is true that it does push back until 2020. I can wait. Yeah, uh, I think that we're probably not going to see anything next year. Um, but I, I will next year. I, I, I have a very strong feeling that next year is going to be the year that they're going to start really pushing the pro. Like the pro is going to be on commercials, and the pro is going to be uh, more featured more prominently at uh, on retail. Um, so uh, they can they they can get at least three more years out of the pro for sure, uh, based on the hardware, um, and and then come out with a with a successor on 2020. That's definitely possible. Uh, maybe we'll see something on 2019 to be released on 2020. I agree. Um, I, I like like I've said before. I am I am really happy with just my standard. Uh, PS4. I know that you know games are not looking as good as they could, but I mean it's I'm I'm completely happy with it. Uh, if, if would I like to upgrade to a pro? Sure, why not? Uh, but you know I'm not I'm not in a rush. Uh, so yeah, if if there's a new console coming out, be it in 2019 or 2020, uh, I'm 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 up for that. Uh, I think that even 2019 would be definitely enough time but i think that michael michael's pactor's um prediction uh i I think it's hanging on more than xbox uh, already did what they could with with the uh, xbox one and and playstation doesn't really need to make another big move 
until sometime in the future, until they can actually get the tech uh, to push full 4K60 uh, and some more advanced, you know, graphics hardware uh, for for a better price out there. Um, I heard that you know the the, the pre-orders for the Xbox One X has have been good. Uh, we're like I've said, I'm I'm hoping that they're good and and, and they do well with it. Uh, only issue would be are are they bringing in new people or people buying the X are Xbox fans that already own an Xbox One uh, or people trading in an Xbox One or One S for the X. So if that's that's how you measure how good these things are doing when when you're bringing new people uh, to your ecosystem like Sony has been doing. Um, so we'll see. Um, at this point, again, too too early to to be making speculation, but Pactor, he's hit and miss. You know, um, some of his predictions are are on point. Some of them are are you know total misses. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think this this clearly says that Sony believes that this uh, PS4 Pro can compete in the marketplace with the Xbox One X. They think that they don't need to put another console to compete against the X, that those two can go at it, and I think it can go go at it for, for a little bit of time there. Um, and also, you know, it doesn't surprise me hearing what you said there about Microsoft possibly doing decent sales for the, for the X. Um, I'm sure you heard about this, that Phil Spencer got promoted um, to uh, an executive vice president role, so now he's a part of senior leadership at Microsoft. So there's something he's doing right there for Microsoft to to give him that that boost and, and give him a seat at the table more. Um, I, I'm interested to see the future of, of these these franchises, and I'm happy if Sony makes us wait. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and in the case of of Phil Spencer, it's just just being being a nice guy goes a long way. And that's in every job, <laughs> so he's he's a nice guy, and I'm sure I'm sure that that uh, the the leadership team over at Microsoft really like him. Uh, he's a very likable guy and down to earth. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, unfortunately, it's just that Microsoft cannot have another misstep or another uh, ring of death because that'll be uh, the end of the gaming uh, of the games. You know, Microsoft Game Studios or the games division at Microsoft. Um, we all know that the historically Microsoft hardware has done poorly. Um, I mean that goes overall that goes on surfaces on on laptop attempts and and uh, the Zune and the tablet PC and all the stuff that that Microsoft has done in the past. Um, Xbox has been the only you know successful, uh, branch of, of Microsoft that's uh, Microsoft hardware uh, that has done significantly better than the other ones. Um, but again, you know, competition's great, you know, and, and I'm hoping that they do well with the X. Uh, again, it, it's very impressive hardware, man. I I'm sold with the with the hardware, uh, but I'm just not sold on the games. I know. Well, let's wait and see. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got one last bit of comic book news here uh, to to jump into. Uh, you know, I try and keep you guys in the loop on the latest stuff from DC, Marvel Comics, independent comics, whatnot. And and the latest thing coming out with Marvel uh, this week is simply the um, uh, Marvel Legacy uh, Avengers. Uh, relaunch that's going on. Marvel Legacy is it's a little bit of a hard thing for many of us to wrap our minds around. I still don't fully get it I'm, uh, to the to the biggest capacity. I'm trying to wrap my head around it, and I know as as I read, uh, you know what they're doing with the issues. I think it will make more sense going forward. But per my understanding, uh, they're basically going all the way back to the beginning. Uh, the first Avengers team kind of thing, uh, you know, like an, an old Thor character and different characters, um, you know, the first of the Avengers superhero lineup, and then it's going to connect to the more recent stuff, but with, but even though it's connecting, it's also restarting, per se, uh, the, the storylines where before, you know, it was kind of like all new Spider-Man 1, all new... Uh, Iron Man 2, you know, Marvel Now, all these different things. You have to keep your head 
you know, wrapped around what was the latest thing is extremely difficult, and there's so many different storylines, and that's always been the case with comics, but there's not a real, like, look to this thing that Marvel's doing as the main thing, and this as the, as the, um, you know, the, the side stories or the side things that they're doing. It's kind of got a little jimbled and jambled, so seeing that they're doing this relaunch and they're going to go back to like Spider-Man issue number 600. Like it's not, it's going to go back to where these comics left off. Um, and that's a really exciting thing for a lot of us. But for some people, the concern is that, you know, you lose um, characters that have been created more recently that people like, uh, like the new Miss Marvel and, and uh, Miles Morales and other characters. And Marvel instantly came out and said, no, those characters are going to stay. Um, we're actually going to find a way to make it more interesting because, you know, with you rebooting and going back to the originals of these characters, it kind of becomes like how Batman is always stuck in the age of 33 years old. You know, for the last 20 years, he's, he's always at that age. Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's always the same kid doing the same thing over and over. It can kind of come repetitive and use fighting Greek Goblin for the 1,000th time. You know, now they're going to go in the direction of like, okay, you have that stuff and you can you can be a purist and enjoy seeing the same thing over and over, but you can also get to enjoy the new stuff where Miles Morales can exist and tie in and according to them make more sense because they can stand on their own, but they still are in the same world. So it's a little more of a bridge building and franchises coming together and making it more linear. That, that That's my understanding. Yes, yeah, I see the, the, the signs for for the classic Avengers. That's like legit old school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that looks that looks pretty good, and then and then with the uh, with the new Avengers there, um, yeah, that's interesting stuff, man. From uh, yeah. from Marvel, yeah. Um, no, I haven't I haven't followed like actual comic books on on Avengers wise for a, for a while. Um, I mean, I've been keeping up with um, uh, when the new Avengers came out uh, because of uh, of uh, Jane Foster's Thor. Uh, that was a big deal. Um, and uh, uh, so I followed a little bit of that, but uh, them going back to like a classic throwback like this is pretty cool. I know I'm, I'm happy, and, and it has my attention, it has a lot of people's attention. So you know, who knows? Maybe this will affect the future of what Marvel looks like from you know 30 years from now, and when they start making more Avengers movies, maybe they'll look back to this material. You never know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, Joe. The uh, last bit of news that I have here, um, we, it's, I'm, I'm gonna do like a two for one, uh, and then and then I, and then I'm gonna uh, just go over uh, something else real quick. Uh, so, you know, emulation, right? Um, That's right. People can you know build uh, emulators and code and uh, and bring games from consoles that are either no longer in production or current. Uh, and they can play those games on PC. Um, so uh, there's a, a team of, of developers that were uh, making uh, a PS3 emulator, and, and and of course PS3 is notorious for being extremely difficult to emulate. Uh, so these guys were doing a phenomenal job with that. Uh, the uh, the the group of the uh, uh, the emula- the emulator itself was uh, called RPCS3, and um, these guys were advertising the their emulator uh, using Persona 5 footage from the PS3 version of Persona 5, uh, where they actually got it to run at close to full frame rate, uh, still some sound bugs, but uh, it was running okay, right? They made one mistake, Joel. Uh, they they took this to Patreon, and once you make this into a business, you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna shut you're gonna get shut down. So uh, Atlas hit hit them with uh, with a copyright claim uh, because they were using Persona Five footage to advertise their product, uh, which is completely understandable. Um, I I 100 percent. And behind uh, Atlas slash Sega's decision on uh, on trying to shut this down, uh, the reason being, you know, lost sales. Uh, that's that's the number one, uh, and and you know, 
uh, someone is making money off of advertising their product using your product. So it's like, you know, what what would happen if uh, um, if if Coke would ever try advertise, you know, Coke with a guy drinking a Seven Up on on the commercial? It's like, hey, you know what? Coke's good, but this Seven Up is pretty okay. Uh, mm. You know, and that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what was going on. And you know, they were selling the product through, uh, technically through Patreon. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, this is emulators are are very gray area legally, um, but once you once you start collecting money uh, for a project like this, um, this this is bound to happen. And this actually happened last week. Uh, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast that um, there was someone making uh, a Super Mario sixty four multiplayer online multiplayer mode. Yeah, I heard about this. We did not talk about it, but this is pretty interesting. Yeah, so same thing happened to them last week. They open uh they open a Patreon, shut down by Nintendo. Yep. So guys, if you're working on projects like like development projects like this, either don't advertise it, just work on it, and once you're done, release it. That's it. And that way, you know, it's on the internet, it's there forever. But um don't don't try to make money out of it. I know that, you know, things take time and money. Uh, but when it's not your property and, and when uh, when it's when when what you're trying to uh, promote does not belong to you and then unfortunately you know these sort of things are are, are bound to happen so yeah, unless you go ahead and create those contacts with the people you know like how we saw with the the Sega stuff with Sonic you know where they got that that one kid um, you know, uh, for him to come in and, and, you know, he, he created, you know, the, the simulator and, and now it's an actual release. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, um, he did it the right way. Um, you know, he started it as a fan project and he was not, it was just a, a, a it was basically just a, a fan project and, and Sega saw it and he said, Hey, do you want to make a game out of this? Or would you help us bring this type of games over? Uh, but he didn't ask for any money. Sega just paid him, you know, after the fact. And yeah. that's that's the thing, you know, you, you, can't, you can't do this sort of thing and, you know, try to get away with it. Um, do, it do it the way Christian Whitehead did it. That, that guy, he, he did a ride, and that's why Sega rewarded him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm hoping he continues to do a phenomenal job. Um, and, and Joe, real quick before we go, um, the uh, remember that I mentioned that I was really hyped for uh, that game that got announced at uh, Toki Game Show, Left Alive. That was a Square Enix uh, game with uh, art designed by Joji Shinkawa. Yeah. So they released some screenshots, and uh, dude, this game looks crazy. I, huh. I am so excited for this thing. I am 100% on board. So I'm definitely looking forward. Uh, it's actually, um, it's, it's, it looks a lot like Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a lot like Metal Gear, man. Um, but uh, I'm really excited. And, and just to confirm a couple things that we didn't talk about last week, uh, this is actually uh, in, in the arm, uh, the game is based on the, uh, in, inside, in the armor core, uh, universe. So armor core, of course, is, a uh, um, it's, uh, a series that was, uh, that was popular back in PS2, in the PS2 days, uh, by, by Square Enix. And, um, so it's based in the same universe. Uh, actually, no, Armor Core is the one from From. I'm, I'm confusing it with From Mission. Uh, so, From Mission is the one from Square Enix. So, it's based on that universe. Uh, so, it has mechs. Uh, it looks like it's going to be shooter. Uh, there's only a few screenshots, I think, like four or five screenshots. Uh, but what they showed is phenomenal. So, I'm really excited for this thing. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got, Joel. Where where can everyone find us? 
that's a wrap guys we want to make sure you stay connected with us through social media so please give us a follow on facebook twitter instagram and twitch at no load time again that's at no load time uh, we also would like to ask you to please go ahead and subscribe to our show on itunes or google play if you're on iTunes, please, if you could go ahead and leave us a review, it really helps us as we're trying to share the show and just share our passion with you. So we thank you so much for making us a special part of your day by listening to the Low Time Podcast, and we look forward to next time. Definitely. Thank you, guys. And as always, I'd like to leave you with a song of the show, and this is Cosmic Elevator from Street Fighter Cross Second. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. See ya.